Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum, and I will be your host as always. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know of a few things of note. First, you may or may not be aware that I host another podcast called The Third Seat. The Third Seat is unrelated to the podcast you are listening to right now, but if you'd like to check it out, then I will put a link in the description of today's episode that you can use to listen to it. If you like this podcast, then I really think you will like The Third Seat as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Next, I want to let you know of a few ways you can support the podcast. First, be sure to tell a friend if you enjoy the show. Word of mouth is not only a great way to help support the show, but it's also zero cost. Secondly, if you enjoyed today's episode, then be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Leaving a positive review is one of the best ways of not only supporting the show, but it also gives me direct feedback from you regarding how you feel about the show overall. I greatly appreciate if you decide to take the time to support the show in any of these ways. Finally, if you'd like to follow me or the show on social media, then feel free to check out the description of today's episode. Here you will find all affiliated and mentioned links, as well as how you can support the show online. As always, I want to thank you for tuning into and supporting the show. It really means a lot to me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum. I'm going to be your host as always. Um, and I am very excited to bring today's episode uh, to you all. So for a little bit of context before we start this episode. So um, in my nine to five job, I host another podcast called The Third Seat, which if you haven't listened to it, you definitely should. Uh, but one of the first starting episodes that I did was with a guy named Malcolm Harris. Uh, he was like episode four or five, I believe. And I really enjoyed talking with him at the time. And whenever we put his episode out, I had numerous people tell me that they loved listening to it. It was their favorite episode so far. And I knew after that, I was like, well, I got to have him on this show. So uh, today I have the pleasure of doing part two with Malcolm. So Malcolm, thank you for joining me today. Hey, oh my God. It's so good to be here, man. I'm super excited to have this dialogue and convo with you. It's, uh, it's a pleasure, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. So just how you been? How you been lately? <laughs> Did y'all hear that sigh? Um, so let's move on to the next time. <laughs> I've been good, man. I've been hustling. I've been working. Um, you know, things at Steam are just moving a million miles a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, doing my thing on the side when yeah. it comes to radio. Yeah. I'm announcing here right now. Um, <laughs> I just finished up a course at Vanderbilt. Really? Um, yeah. It was like a boot camp when it came to marketing. Yeah. So I've been keeping that really low key, but nice. I, that just wrapped up last week. Nice. So uh, it's it's been awesome, man. Trying to just position myself to to be in the best spot to help Steam succeed in the future, bro. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Um, so so I know that we talked a little bit about this uh, whenever we recorded over here uh, yeah. last time, and um, I've been keeping up with just with you and with everything that's got that's going on with Steam. I, I the the building is coming along very nicely. Man, it, it, I I saw a release recently online. I don't know, maybe I just missed it. Where the the paint job that's going to be going on the outside of it. And I'm a little bit excited because right now on my commute here, I drive right by it every single day. Like I, I pull, you know, the intersection where the five guys it. Like I go right straight, there. right straight through that intersection every day. And so I'll, I'll kind of go by it and be like, oh, they put a new window up. Oh, they put this. You know, just keeping keeping tabs on on how things are going over there. And it's exciting. It's a, it's a cool looking place. The Steam Center is going to be amazing. You know, <laughs> I, I talked to you earlier um, just about it and you know the previous show. But when I tell you like. 
uh, I was in a board meeting the other day, and they were like, you know, Chattanooga is really like the Silicon Valley of freight and logistics. It literally is. Yeah. Well, Steam is going to be the biggest entity within that Silicon Valley in the nicest building in the heart of downtown. Like, I cannot put into words how much this means to me, man. It's it's cool seeing on the outside looking in, watching something, you know, I mean, I, I came into knowledge of Steam and everything that you all do just through social media, just kind of in doing the job that I do, just came across you all. And I know that you all have been doing, you know, work before I knew about you, but it's been cool to see not only Chattanooga grow, but to see also companies within Chattanooga grow into what they are, what they're become like to literally watch it happen, you know, Uh, you know, it's, I don't want to, you know, equate it to anything, you know, it's too like big or anything, but when you see like a big company, you know, I was, I was in Nashville a couple weekends ago and like the big AT&T building, like right in downtown, sometimes you look at that and you're like, man, like how did that get there? Like that's been there for so long. Like I can't remember a time where that wasn't there. And right now we're seeing with at least that building with steam, like we're seeing uh, hopefully a Chattanooga staple like being built right before our eyes you know who knows what the future will look like but it's just cool seeing something like that being built in real time and watching it kind of come of age to a degree you know it's crazy and just to be on the inside and seeing it and just seeing like you know promotions and seeing people grow and seeing you know things that weren't there that are now there processes I mean I'm even uh I'm a huge part of that. Like yeah. I wasn't doing what I'm doing right now a year ago. Like, and that that's what's so beautiful about Steam is like you can really change and evolve and grow. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's forcing you to do that with the way the business is going. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, hey, we have a need here. Yeah. Fill it. You yeah. know, like and uh, it, it will be for sure. Um, a special day. I mean, early December mm-hmm. is kind of when the keys are yeah. going to be kind of tossed to Jason and, yeah. and Steve. And then after that, uh, January is probably when the project's going to be completed. Nice. Um, and then um, uh, it's a, what, a ribbon cutting ceremony and, uh, yeah. you know, those things. And um, I, I cannot wait. Yeah. This is this is now, before our very eyes, turning from a Chattanooga brand to a national brand. Yeah, yeah. Like that to me is, it's, can put words behind it. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool to see. And what I'm excited for is, like I said, right now, currently, I drive by it every day. So I know that whenever it's completed, you know, right now there's a bunch of like construction equipment out in front of it and like cranes and stuff and, and whatnot. But I'm excited whenever it's finally completed and, you know, people are coming in and out, like seeing life in it. Because right now it's just kind of like a, a, a more completed than it was, but it's just kind of like a shell right now, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to finally see, you know, you and other people coming in and out and going up and down and just seeing life come into that place. I think it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a thousand plus people, <laughs> you know, and it's almost going to like revitalize the downtown area. Cause yeah. imagine all those people, you know, Steve would go crazy if all yeah. of us were eating lunch at the same time, <laughs> but like, you know, between the hours of 12 and two, or, y'all are going to keep that five guys in business. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all these new businesses, that are popping up uh, and the existing ones like a thousand people eating lunch at one time you know and um, we're renewing uh, I don't want to say renewing but revitalizing Mm -hmm. our our new our old space that we're in right now Mm -hmm. and kind of conjoining the it's like with the breezeway so the new building and the old building it's really going to be like a steam campus so it's uh, Daniel it's wild it's wild I'm I'm fortunate I'll say that well, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm definitely cheering you, cheering you, and and steam on just from the outside looking in. I think y'all are doing great, and it's just exciting to see things grow. Uh, you know, getting to 
have a little bit of a peek inside just from the last time we talked and watching you on social media and literally seeing it be built every single day. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm excited for y'all and excited to uh, see when, when the big red ribbon eventually does get cut and you can officially begin working there. You got an invitation, man. <laughs> well, awesome. Come that on, sounds great. I, I'm for real. Like you do too much. Like you, we got you. Well, I'm excited. I would love to be there and we'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely make a trip out of it. Yes, sir. Um, something I've been dying to ask you Please, ever man. since I'm here ever since a week or two ago. Oh. So you graduated from UTK. Is that correct? I did. What was your reaction to the UTK Bama game? I, <laughs> so I was supposed to go it, to the game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the rundown of like what, it, what was, what you were doing that day. I was supposed to go to the game and, um, you know, I just, for some reason was like, I'm bad luck. <laughs> And I was like, bro, nothing ever goes my way. You were like, I can't be there. I was like, I don't even want to be there. Because, like, when I watch Tennessee games, you know, I need to be by myself. I hate watching Tennessee games with other people. I cannot stand watching Tennessee games with my friends. Like, I don't like chit-chatting. I don't like talking. I like to sit there. And it's it's going to be weird. I like to sit there. I don't like to have on a shirt during Tennessee because I get so hot. I get so hot, Daniel. And... and I started sweating, man, and um, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch this bad boy at home, and, uh, you know, I was like, dude, I believe, I really believe, and I was like, you know what, let me put my money where my mouth is, so yeah. I put, like, 400 bucks on Tennessee to win. Nice. Because I was just like, something, if it, if it doesn't happen now, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and this is this is the last chance. Yeah, so I was watching the game, I was eating food, just... I, I was just beside myself. And then, um, you know, when the fumble happened in the fourth quarter, I was like, they have found a way to win. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot believe this. This was it. I mean, yeah. I was into it. I was like, we went up. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're here. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we got the ball back and kicked the field goal. Yeah. And I, I have never I, – I cried. <laughs> I cried like somebody just passed away. Yeah. And I was just like, man, like, we beat Alabama. Then I, I just um, – I had a bottle, you know, Rick Ross, he has the bell <laughs> And I, I had it. So you were with channeling me. your Rick Ross vibes. Yeah, you know, I do a really good Rick Ross grunt, by the yeah. way. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, so I was, <laughs> I was feeling like Rick Ross. And, uh, bro, I, I popped that bottle in my, um, my complex and uh, had a cigar just in case. And um, – I had a good time, man. I, I was super excited. That's hilarious. So it's it's funny for me. Like I have a I have a weird relationship with just UTK more specifically the football because growing up, my family was a like we were UTK fans more just because we lived in East Tennessee. That was pretty much it. And you know, for most of my life, UT football was never stellar. Like they were just kind of like average to bad like they were just so you know growing up like i would go to utk games but it was it was always like they were playing like eastern ohio state you know something like that like Like they're supposed to win yeah i would go to those games and so i'd see them win there but then like they'd always get beat by like the big teams and i just never really got like excited for it you know and then came i guess it was i was in high school and then came the josh dobbs era where yes i was in college then i will never forget that because that was that was when it it got me. It got me like the the bug of like being a being a fan because that was when they started to be good. And like at the time, 
you know, not so much now, but at the time, people were like excited about Butch Jones. They were like, this might be the guy. What's my guy? Yeah. Josh Dobbs was there. Like, he might be the guy. He's yeah. so smart. He's aerospace engineer. Like, he's got all the things, you know, he checks all the boxes. Um, I don't, was, was Kamara there? Yeah, whatever? Alvin I was, was say, there. I was, was say there. Kamara. Yeah, Jalen Hurd. Like, we had a lot of names, and I was like, okay, we might actually be good. And, you know, we built up to where a lot of them were seniors, and the, the year where, I think it was the year where they played at Bristol. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, where they played at Bristol. They started out like 5-0. and oh, Yes. And that was the year where they beat uh, Georgia on Juwan, – Juwan Jennings I caught was that. There. You were You were at that game? There. Okay, so for me at that time this, – this is funny thinking about where we, where we both were at these times. You were at the game. I, at the time, it was the middle of October. And the reason why I know that is because at the time, in my little podunk town that I'm from, we had a a haunted trail that I worked at. Like a, a it was in a corn a corn maze that was like haunted and like people jumped out. Like I worked at that. Okay. And the game was going on and we were like ten minutes before we had to go out there and like start the job. But we wanted to see the end of the game. And so it was me and like 30 people like surrounded by this one guy's phone in this garage just like hold on a minute we can't go like we got to see what happens and i'll never forget like i was at that moment i was like okay like this is exciting like i'm feeling it now and then he caught that ball and i was like this is i'm it i'm a i'm a tennessee fan now like i'm i'm sold this is the greatest thing like it, we just like lost we all you ever seen videos of people just like scattering in different directions you know that's what happened like we were all in our our halloween garb and stuff like that like wearing our costumes and we just sprinted off in different directions and at that moment i was like this is it got me like it's i've become a tennessee fan now um, but then like, man, you had the down, some of the down years after that. And I just, I felt like every season I was on such an emotional roller coaster with you, you know, with UT, which I know, you know what I'm talking about every day. I know every day. I know. And, and so I got to this point where I realized I was like, I have to, if I'm going to have like a healthy relationship with UT, I have to cheer them on like from afar. Yeah. If I get too dedicated to it, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, you know, losing sleep over the like it's it's gonna be bad you know like i I will get way too into it and we'll just it'll be bad for everybody so i'm i'm happy for them that they win now like i i I can't get too involved because i know if i do it'll be bad for me like i'll just get way over the top about it but i'm still like you guys are doing great i'm still cheering you on you know from afar like you guys are doing great i just can't i can't get too close or else i'm gonna be in bad shape you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying it's just (laughs) Man, this is and I, I told the story. I was at an alumni event yesterday yeah. in Chattanooga. It was at Top Golf. Yeah. And uh I got asked to speak and in two thousand seven I made the decision to come to University of Tennessee. Yeah. I was like thirteen. My dad, he took me, it was the Georgia game I oh, yeah. and we beat up on them thirty five to fourteen. <laughs> Wasn't supposed to win. And I told my dad I was either gonna open the tee or I was gonna run through it. Well, I wasn't that good of a football player. <laughs> so I ended up being unless, in the, unless there's a side of your life that I'm not aware of. No, I ended up being in a band at UT. And, uh, bro, I when I tell you, I hate that I chose UT because I am so invested. It is, like, frustrating. And right now is the happiest my life has yeah. ever been. Yeah. I mean, Hendon Hooker, Coach Heupel, I just – I don't know. We the Georgia game, November fifth, is going to tell me everything I need to know. Yeah, you know that's going to be a big game. I mean, the, the biggest game of. I mean, but if you can get this Alabama, yeah, you know, off your back, Georgia to me is looking fraudulent. Yeah, and it's just like you know, be aggressive. Yeah, 
And, uh, it, you know, volunteer faithful, if that game is won by Tennessee, go ahead and get your credit card. Yeah. Go ahead and get a loan. <laughs> Let's get to the SEC championship game in Atlanta, Georgia, baby. You heard it here first, man. I love it. I love it. And, and that's the thing, like, whenever I – so I went to UTC, and yeah. it was – for me, it was between UTC and UTK. And I ultimately, obviously, went, went to UTC. But I know – that if I did go to UTK, I would be the same. Like I know that it would it would have gotten me. Like I would have, you know, I was I was this close to it, and I was like, for my own personal well being, I need to make a business decision here and and distance myself just a little bit from this. You know, I completely commend you. Yeah, because this is not what you. <laughs> but but still, like I remember. So just a week or two ago, when the game was going on, I still was the mindset. I was like, we're not going to win this game. Like it's just not. I was convinced that we just were never going to beat Alabama as long as Saban is there. It's not going to happen like it's just it's just something we just have to accept and I remember I guess it was like in the second quarter maybe we were up like 21 or like 28 or 21 to like yeah and I was like I texted my friends I was like we're winning right now I was like this feels so weird like I was like I don't know like not that we've never had a lead on Alabama, but it was like this, we are like beating them. Like we're not just like winning by like two points. Like we're no. we're like putting a lead ahead of them. And I was like, this feels so weird. This is so strange because I'm used to them just whipping up on us every time, every chance they get. And I don't know. It it was it was crazy. I, it, it was it was crazy seeing one of the one of the best games, honestly, of my life. I mean, when, when you cried, I mean, a grown <laughs> man, y'all was out here crying. I called my mom. Yeah. I called my dad. I yeah. mean, I was, I, I ain't no telling. I mean, my girlfriend. I just, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was a, it was a great moment. Uh, cigars were definitely had that night. Yeah, for sure. So I know you're a Falcons fan. If if Tennessee does end up going to the college football or not college football, well, definitely college football, but the SEC championship, are you going to be there? I'll have a tent ready. <laughs> I'll have a tent ready. I thought you were going to say I've already got an Airbnb booth. Listen, I, when I tell you, man, there will be nothing that stops me. If we go to the SEC, yeah. there will be nothing on this earth <laughs> that stops me from attending that sporting event. I don't care what was happening. I mean, that's right around the time, yeah. hopefully, that the Steam Center is going to be open. Yeah. It's going to have to wait. You know, me, Jason yeah. Provancha, Steve Cox. You can be like, listen, man, I'm sorry. Listen, but I, guys. You gotta, you're going to have to put it off one more day. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> you know, I got, I, got, I got some business to handle in Atlanta. Nah, man, I mean, I just, it means that much to me. I yeah. was just saying it yesterday, like, Tennessee, when it, when it comes down to it, like, it's um, it's a piece of me. Like, yeah. I, I really didn't have any other options but to go. Yeah. To, like, I didn't tour anywhere, which, yeah. in hindsight, was not smart. I literally <laughs> just was like, all right, I'm going to Tennessee. Like, yeah. that's it. Because yeah. I just I just knew. And when yeah. you know, you know. And, yeah. Um, best decision. I yeah. I, I will say, in hindsight, it, it is cool. Like, now that a lot of the emotion of that game has kind of died down a little bit and people have, you know, put their heads back on straight and, you know, we've all gone back to work and, and taken a deep breath, like – it's been cool to see like everyone finally collectively like everyone that that keeps up with UT and to whatever degree whether to a small or large degree like seeing everyone collectively enjoy this because like I said for my whole life basically my whole life except for you know a few years here and there like Tennessee was just never good and like everybody that I knew wanted them to be good but they were always mediocre at best to just 
bad sometimes. And it's been, I don't know, it's been really cool seeing everybody just collectively be like, this is our moment. If, if anything, we have this one moment right now that we can enjoy, you know? And it's, it's been really cool. It's been cool to see to that. To see all that orange on the field. <laughs> that was crazy. To see the goalposts coming down. To see just, I don't know, it, it didn't, in that one moment, nothing else mattered. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like time stopped. It yeah. was like, yo, we're here. Yeah. And we're not going anywhere. Like, the night belongs to Tennessee. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. Tomorrow we can lose a game next week. Yeah. Uh, we did not lose a game next week. Yeah, but, yeah. thank goodness. Um, yeah, man, that, that it, it was special. Yeah, I was thinking though, whenever those goalposts went down, I was thinking, you know, they have a game the following week. I was like, do they have just like extra goalposts on standby? Because I, I imagine those things are not easy to like produce and turn around. You know, I was so like, what? What's the story behind the, the new ones? The athletic director Danny White, he actually put in a call to the company <laughs> that did it, and he was like, hey. Can you order these just in case something crazy happens? I was wondering if that was going to Yeah, so he put in the order probably like a Wednesday or a yeah. Thursday. And sure enough. That's hilarious. It happened. Well, he, was, knew. he knew it, that if, if that happened, it was going to – like everyone knew that was going to happen. There was no keeping yeah. off <laughs> that field. I mean, people – and if you saw the video, like folks are taking um, you know, pieces of the, the checkerboards. My CEO was on – well, excuse me, my president, Steve, he was uh, on the field doing snow angels. <laughs> I think you know? I saw that picture. And he ended up on the news out of all those people. I think I saw that picture. Steve Cox ended up on the news for That's doing snow angels in Neyland Stadium. So, like, when I tell you, it's it's just deeper, man. It's, yeah. It means it means everything. And I'm, I'm super happy to be evolve and, and evolve for life at that. Yeah, so. that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to keep up. And, and I can't guarantee that if they go to the SEC championship that I will be there. But I'll be on the lookout for you. I will be keeping up, uh, looking in the stands and, and on the jumbotron to see if you're there. Listen, I'll, I'll be there. I'll <laughs> sneak in. I mean, listen, I got this. This, this is history. You yeah. understand? Like, yeah. this, is, this is important, man. Yeah. Uh, something I do want to ask you about, and you, you kind of briefly mentioned it at the beginning. So, and I don't know if we talked about this a lot whenever we first originally talked, but obviously you work at Steam. What what do you do uh, like on the radio? Like with is it, is it with Brewer, the Brewer Media Group? Yeah. So what what's the what's the story behind that? Like yeah. give give me the rundown on how you you what you do and kind of how you got to what, where you are with that. So I started my radio career. Radio has been something I've always had a passion for. Mm-hmm. Podcasting, all this. It, it's just to me, it's an outlet from what comes with what I do daily in my corporate life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked with Fox Sports Knoxville mm-hmm. covering the Vols. Mm-hmm. This is like 2019. It all goes back to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, this is all in Tennessee. So I was looking for a recruiter job yeah. because I was recently uh, laid off. Mm-hmm. I literally could not find a job. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do radio. Mm-hmm. They couldn't sign me to like an actual deal, but they're like, hey, mm-hmm. you can do a show. We got you. We heard about you. You're good at what you do. I yeah. was like, bet. So I did a show. It was called Overtime. And um, love the show, but I wanted to move to Chattanooga. I was like, I'm sick of Knoxville. Yeah. I've been here since 2012. I yeah. feel like a loser. Like, let's go to another city. Mm-hmm. Turn it up. Mm-hmm. So I came to Chattanooga, and I emailed ESPN Chattanooga. I saw it at Wells Guthrie. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. But he was like, yeah, man, we don't have anything. And I was like, okay. So I put on my nicest suit, <laughs> and I just showed up. I just showed up. Just, to, just yeah. to the ESPN? Yeah, like. to the ESPN Chattanooga. And nobody was there. <laughs> but the Power 94 person, Keith Landecker, yeah. was there. 
And he was like, can I help you, son? I was like, man, I'm just looking for an opportunity. He was like, what, what? And I was like, I'm just looking for an opportunity. Um, You know, I work at Steam right now, but radio is super important to me. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, um, leave leave a resume. We'll call you when something opens. So I was like, fair enough. So I sent him an email thanking him for his time. Didn't think I'd hear anything back. Probably a week passed. And he was like, were you serious? I've never seen that. (laughs) He was like, you came in with a lapel flower, (laughs) with a tie, with a handkerchief. Like, you were at somebody's funeral. And I was like... I was super serious. And he was like, okay, come on back. So I talked with uh, Kira. She is the head of Brewer. And, um, you know, they inked me to a deal. And I was like, okay. And uh, they're like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Even with Steam, I was like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I became DJ Miggy. DJ Miggy. With Power 94. I like it. And then a couple weeks later... Greg Larnard, he leads ESP in Chattanooga's, it's called The Word with G, mm-hmm. and he does a Feel Good Friday segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got introduced by Keith, and he was like, man, this guy knows his stuff when it comes to sports. Would you like to hop on a show with me and just talk? And I was like, man, I would eat you up, Greg. <laughs> don't don't even start. This is why, what I do. This is, I mean, you, it's like asking Kobe Bryant, do you want to play one-on-one? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, so... Uh, we ended up doing that, and now I do the word with you every Friday. Nice. So that that is my how I got to Brewer story. Yeah, and you know it's, I, I think it's interesting that like everybody's story is different, but I think oftentimes like I will see people in different positions, different jobs, and you like the first thought that comes to my head is like, how did they actually get like what what led to them getting to that point, mm-hmm. um, and you know like. Oftentimes it's different for everybody, but the a consistent theme that I'm seeing and like what I'm hearing with you is that you were not like for one, this was not just like handed to you on a silver platter, like but but also you something I've really been trying to focus on lately is whatever I want to accomplish, whatever anybody wants to accomplish is focusing on that, but also focusing on starting where you can start. Like whatever the first step is for you, like maybe you're not going to, you know, ink some deal with Sirius XM and be like, you know, Stephen A. Smith on every single ESPN radio channel nationwide and just doing a hundred different shows. Like maybe that won't be you, but that's okay. Like what's the first step look like for you? For you in this instance, it was literally emailing them and literally walking up to their office and being like, Hey, do y'all have anything that I could do? And to me, I think that's such a great example to set because I know so many people like my age and, and just in, in, you know, twenties, thirties that are looking to do like everybody wants to have their own personal thing where they can be pr- like create something, be proud of it. Yeah. But I think it's oftentimes hard to know where to start because you see people that have made it big and it's like, how did they do it? Like if the, I know if they can do it, then I can do it. But how did they do it? Like, how were they able to cu- cultivate the audience they had and to, and to build up the platform they have? But the thing I'm seeing is that most people it's a different route where they get to where they get to, but um, they have to start wherever they can start. Even if it's a small step, even if it's literally walking up to their office and being like, Hey, do y'all have any open positions? It takes starting wherever you can start. And I think that's, I just think that's really cool uh, that that's what your story is. It's love, bro. Yeah. Like, I, man, that got me honestly. <laughs> um, nah, it's, um, you know, stars and talent are going to shine when it's darkest, Mm -hmm. you know? So like whenever you, and and this is for anybody, myself included, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm not going to be in the NBA. 
I'm not going to be in Me the neither. NFL. One day I thought I was. One day I really thought I was going to be. I'm not lying. I, I really convinced myself I was going to be one day, though. You know, I'm probably not going to. You know, be. You know, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. But the thing is, it's just like if you try and commit your life to that craft, mm-hmm. you will get close. And that's better than anybody. So, like, I don't know, like, these followings that people build and they have a million followers, like, it's it's hard, but it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. It's just a consistent approach yeah. every day. Like, consistency and putting out content. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this case for me, like, if I wanted to go to ESPN, I already know what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would literally pack up a car, drive to Bristol, Connecticut, and be like, I can do any and everything from a janitor to your lead anchor, where can I sign up? Mm-hmm. And I would just, I don't know. Sometimes you just, you have to believe it. You have to almost be crazy to a fault to believe mm-hmm. that you can do it and put it in the atmosphere. Because if you don't think you can do it, mm-hmm. why should anybody else? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think another thing as well is that um, it's important to understand that one two two things i think one i think a lot of people the reason why especially in a creative space like this i think the reason why they quote unquote fail is not because they weren't good at it or not because they weren't talented or not even necessarily because they failed at it if i think it's because they stopped like most people and i get it life is complicated things get in the way like this is coming from a you know 22 year old who doesn't have a family or like i I get it like you know it's easy for me to be like yeah like you should you know you stop doing the thing that you were doing like yeah life gets complicated at times but i think most people they have an idea of like i want to chase this thing i want to do this thing i have this passion i want to chase and put dedicate time towards but it's it's less that i think people are bad at it it's more that they stop when they haven't when they have an opportunity um like with this right now i know a lot of people that um have tried to do shows and stuff and they'll get a couple episodes in and then just it just kind of stops after that and so my attitude with this is whether the episodes are good whether they're bad whether they're mediocre just keep doing it keep doing it over and over again practice it like it's any other skill and inevitably it's gonna keep you're gonna get better at it you're gonna grow and it's it's gonna grow absolutely um i think that's part of it um and i also think like there is no shame in in starting small. Like, there's no shame in that at all. Like, especially in the age where we, everybody, it seems like, <laughs> I, I've, I've made this joke about myself, it seems like everybody has a podcast, me included. Like, it seems like everybody's doing something on, like, everybody has a personal brand at this point. It's like, how are you able to compete with these people to a degree? Yeah. But you're not necessarily supposed to be the biggest person on all the airwaves or the, you know, the face of everything, just start small, wherever you can start. For me, like whenever I was starting this, the first step for me was just buying a microphone. I knew that if I was monetarily invested at this at that point, then I had to do it. Like I've already bought microphones in a, in a stand. So I got to do it now. You know, like I can't, I can't, you know, uh, procrastinate any longer. Like I got to do it at this point. And so even if it's as small as that, like buying a microphone, buying a, a pop filter, like whatever it is, taking that first step and getting involved in whatever it is you want to create or whatever it is you want to do. I think that really is the first step to building something big because then at that point, it's just a matter of, of consistency. It's not a matter of exploding overnight necessarily or being the best. It's about consistently showing up every day and doing it. Um, You know, you you brought up Kobe Bryant a minute ago. That's my guy. Yeah. And, and obviously he was incredibly talented. Like I'm not going to sit here and act like he didn't have, you know, amazing God-given abilities, but 
no one ever doubted the fact that he showed up every day and worked on his his skills and the things that he had. And I think that's such a great, like that will be the lasting impact of him is no matter whether you are the most talented person or whether you have zero skills to speak of, if you show up every day and work at your craft, you're going to get better at it. You may not be the best. You may not be, you know, even Kobe couldn't be Michael Jordan. That's okay. He's st- he is him. He's the best version of him. And I think showing up every day and, and honing your craft as best you can each day, that's going to give you much more results over, over you know, the long haul instead of trying to blow up overnight or something like that, you know? I love that. And you said something earlier about, you know, when it comes to hard work, like you, you can't escape the grind. Mm-hmm. Like people really try to escape the hustle and what comes with it. You know, there's probably somebody that's better than Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. There's probably from, from an athletic perspective, yeah, there are lots of people. There's probably somebody that's a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. Yeah. Because they didn't work hard enough to be those guys. There's certain chosen ones that are, are just there because of the work that they put in. So that to me, and you know, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I have so much to do. Mm-hmm. I have a long way to go, but I know that it's not going to be easy and that it's the work is just begun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I model my life off of Kobe mm-hmm. and that Mamba mentality. Like, that's a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just saying, like, you know, you can be satisfied whenever you win, but it's almost like a, a 24-hour rule. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, what's what's next? Yeah. You yeah. know, what, what, what else are you going to build? Because, like, it's in my Instagram bio. Like, you know, this thing that we call life comes with two dates and a dash. Mm-hmm do the most with it, mm-hmm. you know? And if yeah. you don't do the most with it, like why do it? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I agree. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people our age are, are dealing with right now, just because a lot of us are, you know, we're coming of age. Like we're trying to figure out what the next step for us is. Like, you know, I graduated college a, a year, almost a year ago now. Um, and I know a lot of people my age, like they're either graduating college or they have, or they're, they're recently out of college. And, you know, our lives are on such a display all the time, like just because of this, like they're, they're on display all the time for, for better or for worse. And it can be, it can be daunting to get, uh, discouraged by the sheer amount of just things that there are out there to compare yourselves to. Um, but, but I think what you said is, is really important. Like whatever your field is, whether it's in media, whether it's in, you know, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on every other kind of career now, but whatever, whatever it is that you do, uh, I, I, I house sat for a guy this weekend that loves to do woodworking, like whether it's media, whether it's woodworking, whether it's sports, whatever it is, if you want to build it into something, and this is coming from a novice at what I'm doing right now, like you may not be the best, you may not be the most skilled person at it, but you're not going to get better if you don't show up and don't try. And that's, that's what I think is the, is the, a big lesson that I try to keep with me is that I know there's going to be people that are better than me, you know, talking about, uh, you know, I remember for whatever reason, freshman year of high school, I was convinced that I was going to go to the NBA. I was like, I'm taller than everybody. I can, I can get rebounds. Like I can shoot a little bit. Like I'm going, it's, that's it. I'm, t- I'm going like I'm built for it, you know? And then I learned real quick. I was like, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. <laughs> and listen, that the, the reason I say that is because I was not the most skilled person. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the quickest. I couldn't jump the highest. And I was destined for high school to be the, the end of my basketball career, yeah. but that's fine. What I learned from that is that even when you're not the, you know, the most talented person in the room, 
you can still show up every day. You can still fill your seat every day and do your job every day. And that consistency over time is what's going to really pay dividends, in, at least in my experience and in my mind. And that's going to translate. And it has translated because yeah. look what you're doing right now. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm telling you, like, you got the key, man. You got the recipe. And let's just keep going. I'm, I'm even talking to myself when I'm telling you this because, you know, there's days I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, bro, like, this is a lot. But... Um, you know, if you want to be, you know, I always said this, my, my pops, he, he told me this, if you want to be the guy, like there's no running from it. You got to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, you know, I can't, I won't like, nah, like mm-hmm. you wanted this, yeah. you know, you pray for this moment. Like you said you wanted to eat. So why is there all this food on your plate? <laughs> you know, like I said, I wanted to eat. So put some food on my plate. Yeah. I love so, it. I love it, man. Um, yeah, bro. Listen, when it comes to, you, you touched on it earlier, but like these phones, mm-hmm. Like, bro, like, there's people my age. I'm like, man, how are you in Tahiti today? And, you know, you're in Dubai tomorrow. I'm like, bro, am I broke? And then I'm like, man, like, are y'all doing illegal activities? Like, what are y'all... What y'all got going on over there, man? Like, I'm, I, I'm just like, I need to work harder because... But, nah, it's it's not real. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fugazi. It's, it, it, it's something that's just not real and you can't let that stuff bog you down because at the end of the day man everybody has their own struggles everybody's going through stuff like Mm -hmm. um and and, you know just you cannot let that and i am so so much of a victim of this comparison is a thief of joy oh man like and comparing yourself to somebody else like we all have our own race yeah like run your own race and just know that when you look to the left and the right like if you honestly when that you know your head hits the pillow at night Mm. You know, and I'm like, man, did I did I do everything I could to push the legacy of Malcolm Harris forward? Ten out of ten times, the answer is going to be yeah. And that that that's that is something that, regardless of whatever your background is, like that that can be applied in so many ways. I I know, you know, you, you we're talking about like social media and just the the comparison games that we play all the time. I I remember so vividly, and I, I think I've I've probably meant I know I've mentioned this before. Um, like I. My, let's see, when was it? It was, I was in college. Uh, Cause I remember it was at the, it was at the start of, it was the start of 2020 before we knew what 2020 was going to be. Um, and I had gotten to a point where I was so, I had such an unhealthy relationship with social media. Like I felt like every time I turned, I turned it on, I was just like, I don't want to see that. Like I, I've, it was something I, I did not enjoy, but I couldn't pull myself away from Absolutely. it. And I realized that I was like, I'm comparing myself to these things that aren't even real. Like it's, I'm, I'm setting my, I'm like, I'm in college. Like I don't have to have everything figured out right now. Like be, you know, to your point, like I see people one day you're in, you know, you're in Cancun the next day you're in Manhattan. And the other day, like, it's like, how are you, how are you living this life? Like this is, this does not seem real. Like this, this does not seem feasible. And I realized I was like, like you said, like, I just need to live my own life. Like, forget all this other stuff that is secondary. Like, all these things, it's 90% of it isn't even real. And I just, for two years, except for a few times where I had to be on it, I just got rid of social media. I was like, I'm like, I'm just going to exclude myself from it, just live my life and focus on things I need to do. And now, largely because of just the job I work now and this, like I'm on social media. But the thing that like the thing that I learned with that is that one, 
if you don't have a social, if you don't have a healthy relationship with social media, it will eat you up, dude. It will, it will consume as a, as a child of the internet. That's, that's had these things around since the day I can remember, it will eat you alive. If you let it like it, it will, it will, like you said, it will steal your joy the second it can. Um, but also man, like as silly as this sounds, I think it's important for especially people my age to realize like there is a world outside of this. It gets so easy to think that everything that happens on our phones and on social media, like that's all that matters. And that is like this much. That's like such a small part of our lives. It's so important to just realize that real life happens in real life, not on here, not, not on the pictures and the posts that we see. Like there's real people in the world that matter to us really. And I think understanding that as obvious as it sounds is so important, especially for people our, our age, because Man, it gets so easy to get sucked into this stuff. It is is so easy to. Bro, Twitter is made up. That's what I'm saying, like, dude. You know, like Twitter's, Instagram. Twitter's the worst, dude. Twitter is the worst, <laughs> but I can't put it away. Like, Twitter is my app of yeah. choice. Yeah. Instagram, like, I never get on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Instagram, like, the, the best thing that they did was uh, and others. Mm-hmm. So, like, the like feature, you can hide yes. it. Yes, Because, like, you feel so, like, inferior as a human mm-hmm. when it's like, man, my buddy has, like, 834 That's likes. That's what I'm saying, dude. And I got 22 likes on something I thought was about to be fire. <laughs> like, I thought this was the one. You thought this was the one. Daniel, and it's just like, my mom is in the comments. I'm like, mom, stop. Put your hand stop, down. Stop, stop, stop. You scared? You know what I'm saying? Like, you scared? You will try to get but man, like social media is, um, it, 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 take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. And, and I love social media. Social media has done well. Like yeah. LinkedIn, I love. I, I've told you this. Like LinkedIn has changed my life. But I still get anxiety when I post. Mm-hmm. I still don't post like I need to because I'm like, yeah. man, like, you know, sometimes on LinkedIn, you know, I'll see people be like, you know, today, you know, I saw a dog. The dog actually got in the car and ended up being able to be a talking dog Bro. in this interview. Oh and now this dog's in California working at Apple. The dog was me. I'm yeah. the dog. <laughs> and I'm like, Steam Logistics is hiring in all areas. I'm like, bro, like that's just not me. Bro, the, oh, man. Like, I, I've, I've told this so many people that I have to use LinkedIn a lot for my job. And there's a lot of benefits to it. Like, for crying out loud, I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for LinkedIn. Yeah. But man, the, to what you're talking about, like there are so many people on all social medias, but especially on LinkedIn, that they want to be a like pseudo motivational, like I'm going to teach you how to do these. Th-. Like I'm not saying there's not any room to motivate people, and I'm not saying there's not a space Absolutely. to inspire other people. Absolutely. But let it be genuine. Don't let it be manuf. Like I see so many people where it's like, it's just, it, it's too much to go into, but man, I see so many people where they're just trying to post these pseudo pseudo motivational things to purely garner attention. And that's what frustrates me. It's like, you're not being genuine. This is not, you're not making this to actually benefit someone's life. You're doing this so you can get people to look at you. You know what I'm saying? And you can feel that, like that, that energy. I'm telling you, authenticity is my word for 2022. You know, being authentic and staying true to oneself like that. That's what this thing called life is about. You know, it's not about anything else. And, um, but yeah, social, take it with a grain, man, because it is. 
Whew. Yeah. We. Yeah. It, it, it has obvious benefits. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, sure. say social media, like all of it's yeah. bad. People have become millionaires yeah. over this phone. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say all of it's bad, but at the end of the day, like, you have to decide what your relationship is to these things. Like, like I... I realized like this for me, like I was like, I just don't enjoy Twitter. Like this is just not my thing. Like I don't particularly get any enjoyment out of it. I don't particularly care to like, I just, I don't really want it anymore. Yeah. Like the thing, the thing with me that I have the hardest time getting away from is Instagram. Like that's the thing where if you give me the time, like I'll just, just go and go and go and go and go. And, and so like, I have to be deliberate about whenever I'm using it. Like, am I simply just wasting time right now? Like, am I just scrolling to scroll or am I actually like seeking something out or am I actually wanting to check on one of my friends or something, you know, discover that for yourself. Like whoever, whoever you are listening to this right now, like I think it's very important, like evaluate your relationship with these things because like I said, they will eat you up if given, if you give it the opportunity. Moderation is so key. Yes. Like screen time, like you can actually put like different limits on yourself. That's a great, yes. Like that's a huge tool. Like I've had to do that. Like when it comes to Twitter and Mm -hmm. you know, LinkedIn, like I use professionally, but like even Instagram, like you said, man, it's just like. Man, it's it's twelve thirty, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here watching rapper, uh, you know, <laughs> videos, or I'm watching uh, NFL throwbacks or NBA videos. Yeah. It's just like, what value has this brought to my life mm-hmm. the past two hours? Yeah, so, just being selective with time because mm-hmm. ultimately, like, time is all we have. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree, man. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm social media is such a. Uh, it's something that I have a lot of experience with just because I just grew up where it's, I just grew up with it. Like that's just the thing that's, that's been around for as long as I've been around. Um, and and I think it really does have a lot of power to do good. Uh, but man, does it, it has power to do bad very quickly. Um, I'm glad you said that about sometimes I think (laughs) sometimes I'll be scrolling LinkedIn and I think I'm like crazy. Like I'm like, am I the only person that thinks this is a little weird sometimes? I feel like a hater. (laughs) Because I'm like, am I not like, 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 am I not getting it? I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, man, I like LinkedIn. Like, I pride myself yeah. on LinkedIn. I'm like, yo, yeah. like, that's my space. Like, yeah. I love it. And I'll just, you'll never see that out of the boy. Like, yeah. I'm just not going to be like, you know, and it, it'll just be wild. Like, I saw, what, like, that dog example. Like, that's some real stuff that yeah. I gave. Yeah. And it's just, um, yeah, it's it's different in these LinkedIn streets. You'll, you'll see people all the time. They'll be like, yeah, well, I, I arose from my bed at 4.30 in the morning after I clocked in a 40-hour day. It's like, bro, you are lying. You are lying. You bro. did not. You slept until 7 o'clock like all of us. Like, don't lie. Go ask your partner <laughs> how they're doing. That's what I'm saying. Go, you know what I'm saying? Go talk, go talk to your parents or something. Bro, your dog is starving. <laughs> you know? Like, let's Let's... Let's get right, man. Like let's let's not act like I don't know. I I, I love the the yeah. worker mentality, the yeah. mamba mentality. But like, you know, overworking yeah. yourself is not cool. No, you no, know, no. like being hustler. You know, it, it's just not like look at me. I'm doing. The, it's just not cool. Yeah, it, it's. To go back to the old saying, it's not necessarily about working harder. It's about working smarter. Yeah. If you are clocking in. 20 hour days just for the sake of saying that you clocked in a 20 hour day you've really done more harm than you have good however if you're maximizing your time efficiently you can get a lot more done in maybe less time and live and have a more well-rounded and healthy life and I, i see people all the time it's like i'm clocking in four hours early and i'm clocking out four hours like it's like man you don't have to do these things like you can you can have a healthy balance with all these and again like i agree with you 
I love the worker mentality, like putting your nose to the grindstone and do the things you got to do. Like, you know, stay a little bit late if you got to, but sometimes it's just taken to an unhealthy level. It's just, it's, it's a little ridiculous. You can't run from the grind, but you know, somebody told me like, give me an efficient eight over a BS 10, 11, you know, because that shows me like, you're not really built for it, but an efficient eight is like, all right, there's process implemented in there. There's strategy within that. But 10 or 11, it's just like, man, like, it's like you're showing me you're not efficient. Yeah. You're showing me that you can't delegate. Mm-hmm. You're showing me that you're not able to handle the certain kind of tasks that yeah. come within a given day. Yeah. So. I love it. I love it. Um, well, I want to, before we kind of wrap things yeah. up here, uh, I want to first and foremost just say thank you again for making a little bit of time. <laughs> for, uh, uh, I know it's here. it's a it's a weekday. It's after work. I know yes, you can do a lot of other things, but I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me again. I'm happy to do it. Um, like I said, man, like you were you were one of my my favorite guests to have on the show, and I was like, I gotta have him on again. So uh, it's been a, a pleasure getting to chat with you again. Before I let you go here, I know you've got yeah. somewhere to oh, go. No, I'm, you you got you got time. We good. We good. Before I let you go here, I've got uh, a segment that I like to close each show out with. Okay. Uh, it's called Fifteen Quick Questions, oh. and this is this is fifteen questions. They're this or that, okay. uh, and you know either A or B. And I want to get the the real uncut, like you, you know straight you, off the dome. You, from you want straight straight Malcolm? Yeah, just straight Malcolm. All these right. are, are going to be this or that question. So the, these are totally unrelated to what we've been talking about. These are just okay. different things. I want to get your thoughts on. All right. All right. You ready to go? I had to get some water. No, man. you're good. You got to get ready. Fifteen quick questions. You stay ready. You don't have to get ready, boss. <laughs> All right, let's do it. This is fifteen quick questions with Malcolm. First and foremost, beach vacation or mountain vacation? Dude, sand gets on my toes, <laughs> and I don't like that feeling, bro. Give me the mountains. All right, hot coffee or iced coffee? Man, iced every day. Shout out to Starbucks, my girl Aubrey. She knows my order <laughs> off rip. You're, Market Street. You're a, you're a, a, a you're a usual. You're man, a, yeah. Man. So Market Street Starbucks. They 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 know they, you. They get it done. They man. know you. They know my you. My boy A down there. I see you, man. I like it. Uh, summer, fall, winter, or spring? Man, you know, once you get over two fifty. You sweat a lot, you know, and I know, I know what you're saying. I, I know I, yeah. that summer is not looking good. And you know, winter, I do be dressing. Yes. So yes. give me winter. Um, I make fall. Yeah. I like it, but it's like, man, give I, me the real stuff. Yeah. I don't like the, the you know, the fat boy rag, the sweat rag. <laughs> That's what I, I keep that on me until about December. And, um, you said raw uncut. So uh, yeah, give me give me one, bro. I would I would agree with you. Fall and winter are my are my favorite times. I wa- <laughs> uh, I walked into work the other day and I had a I had like a green pullover and somebody was like, "Dang you, I like your pullover." I was like, "This is just like this is just normal fall." Like, what do you like? I appreciate it, but I'm just I'm just cozy. Like, I'm just cozy right now. Cozy, yeah. I love it. Um, all right, sweet or savory food? Give me savory, man. I hate some some sweet. I'm I'm good on that. All right. Uh, are Crocs fashionable? Yes or no? If you rock them right, you know, if you put them in reverse, yeah. put, a, put a little pin on it yeah. or something like that. Yeah, anything could be fashion. I like it. Uh, in your mind, does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes Bro, or no? absolutely. And if you don't think so, just... Pineapple belongs everywhere. Pineapple is awesome. That's what I'm saying. Pineapple is a top-tier fruit. I top love pineapple. Tier, tier one fruit, me, pineapple, yeah. yes. Uh, sunrise or sunset? I hate waking up. Give me sunset. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you prefer guacamole or salsa? Duh. I hate avocados. Really? Give me salsa. But I don't like that's a hot, hot salsa. That's a hot take. Avocados, to me, are kind of like the Kirk Cousins of... <laughs> 
produce. Listen, as a, as a Vikings fan, I know exactly what you're you saying. You see what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Like, what you're saying. It can win, but is it really going to win? It's not the best. Yeah, you know? It's not the worst. I get it. it I get it. You're not going to be mad at it, but you're not going to be in I'm love with it. You're not going to be like, give me Kirk Cousins. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I love it. Um, on the on the note of football, I know you're a big football fan. Yeah. Do you prefer college football or NFL? <sighs> it's, a, it's a tie, and I know it's this or that, but hear me out. College football, the passion is unmatched, mm-hmm. but the product in the NFL is unmatched. Mm-hmm. Honestly, give me NFL. All right. Yeah. All right we're going to NFL. Uh, crunchy peanut butter or smooth peanut butter? Man. So when I was a kid, it was crunchy. This is changing like the last six months. Really? Give me creamy. You're a big creamy fan? I had some Jif the other day, and I was like, boy, (laughs) smacking. I was like, wow. Yeah, give me creamy. All right. I know that you are a uh, a quoted connoisseur of wings. So do you prefer flats or drums? Drums with blue cheese. See, okay, I don't know if there's a hot take. I also, I enjoy drums. I think drums are just more fun. Bro. Flats are boring. uh, Flats, it's so much effort. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to bite. Flip, yeah. dip, bite. Like, come on, That's man. Give me the drum. I'll dip it in blue cheese. Mom, mom, mom. It's like a lollipop. Like, I heard some people like, oh, but there's more meat on the on the flat. I'm like, you're, you're thinking too much into it. That's like, great. It's more fun with the with the with the drum. Drum. Just just get it out the way. Yeah. Drums. I love it. Uh, in your mind, who wins in a dance battle, The Rock or Kevin Hart? I think The Rock, just because of his <laughs> athletic background. Right. I don't think K is as he fluid. He works out, though. He's, he's he a, does, he's an and, and shout out to my guy. Yeah. But, nah, The Rock just, he has a little, I, I just think he knows what to do. All right. All right. We got the final three questions here. Which decade do you prefer, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 90s, man. I would be thriving. <laughs> if I was 18-year-old in 1990, <laughs> I would be, I already look like a, a 90s R&B singer. <laughs> Like, bro, I would be that guy in 1990. I love it. Um, of the end of the year ha- holidays, do you prefer Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's? I cannot stand New Year's because of traffic. Really? Throw that out. Throw that not out. Not a big right New Year's now. fan. Christmas is cool, but it's just like my wallet's not. And I know that's selfish, that. but it's just that. like, man, like, uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> like, I'm broke, like, you know, but okay. And Halloween, man, I'm just. Spooky stuff, like, it's, like, awesome. Yeah. But, like, man, I, I get to eat all this food. Mm-hmm. I get to watch football. Mm-hmm. I get to be around my family. Yeah. And I, I don't have to buy nothing. Give me Thanksgiving. I, I, listen, th- Thanksgiving and Christmas are, like, my favorite times of the year. So e- either one of those answers was was totally fine with me. And final question, I asked I asked this question of everybody. So I want to hear your answer and hear kind of your, your line of thinking with it. If you had to, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I'll, I'll give you a minute to, to think about the mental image give, there. Give me, give me the question one more time. So, so you're you're faced with two situations. In one situation, you're faced with fighting a hundred duck-sized horses, so a hundred little tiny horses, or you got to fight one ginormous. Uh, or wait, no, no, I lied. Uh, or yeah, no, or one horse-sized duck, so one big duck. Give me the one big duck. The one big duck. Because right, so what, you're, what you're thinking? They the hundred would overwhelm. <laughs> You know, and I can't run fast. Too many things at once. Yeah, it'd be like, bah, bah, bah. like they just come at all angles, man. But I'm saying the duck is like, all right, I can see my sights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can focus on the one task at hand. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll try to take it out. <laughs> so give me the, the one 
what size duck. I love it. I love it, man. Well, that was that was 15 quick questions. I appreciate your answers. Appreciate you playing along, and uh, you got it on record that you would you would take the the duck over the horses. So and I would also take drums over flats. Yes, that, just to reiterate that. Yes, yes, that's gonna if yes, that's gonna be the the highlight of the show. And and I would agree. I think I think drums are just better. I think they're more fun. That's they're like character. they're like little wing lollipops. So they're they're the best. Awesome, man. Well, before we finish up, uh, I know you're on LinkedIn or you're on Instagram and stuff, and I'll make sure those are in the description. So if you're listening, you want to follow Malcolm uh, on social media, those will be down there. Do you have any other links or anything you'd like to share before we finish up here? Yeah, man. Just uh, everything on LinkedIn, all social media platforms at underscore Malcolm Harris. Um, and then, of course, follow uh, you know the Brewer Media Group and as well, I can't just leave it off, at Steam Logistics, man. We're hiring of in course. your area. Um, now 11 branch offices with uh, a few more to come in 2023. And uh, just excited, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate you making the time to chat with me. And, um, you know, I'd love to do it again in the future. You're, you're one of my one of my favorite guys to chat with. Listen, so. man, I'm here. I'm here. Chattanooga, it's uh, it's special. We were talking about Tennessee earlier, but chat, chat is, uh, is just super special. And you have a great place with this platform. So continue to use it. And uh, proud of you, Daniel. Awesome. I love it, man. I'm yeah, proud of you as well. Keep up the good work. Keep up, keep up, keep the... Uh, the nose to the grindstone, like we've been saying, and keep doing what you're doing, man. Listen, if we don't get to it, who will? I love it. I love it, of course. Um, if you are out there listening right now, I want to thank you for tuning into the episode. Thank you for listening, as always. Um, if you would like to follow Malcolm on, on any social media, or if you'd like to check out any of the uh, aforementioned links, those will be in the description of the episode. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Malcolm, thank you again for coming on. Of course, brother. Um, and I hope that you all will tune in for another episode of the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast. As one final reminder, if you'd like to support the show, then don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast or share it with a friend. If you'd like to check out any links that were mentioned during the show or follow the show or myself on social media, then feel free to head to the description of today's episode to find these links. As always, thank you again for checking out today's episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. I'll catch you all on the next episode of the podcast. See ya.